This podcast is brought to you by MyScoreIQ. MyScoreIQ services are here to help you be prepared when it comes to making big financial decisions, such as buying or refinancing your home or purchasing that new car. Try it out for only $1 for a seven-day trial. You'll receive your FICO scores from all three major credit bureaus, along with active credit report monitoring and alerts for changes to your credit report and possible suspicious activity. My Score IQ services can help you be in the best position possible when you take that step to apply for a home or auto loan, all for $1 for a seven-day trial. Visit MyScoreIQ.com forward slash Todd to learn more. That's MyScoreIQ.com forward slash Todd. So I know that you, you wanted to bring up earnings anyway, so since you gave us such a great segue, let's let's do it so we're kind of we're kind of in the middle of of earnings season right now there have been a lot of a lot of companies that have reported earnings in the past uh, 2 3 weeks now and the 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 movement after earnings can be a little bit a little bit confusing uh you know company reports good earnings so an, an example i remember from a couple of weeks back was IBM reported pretty solid earnings and the stock tanked. And so, you know, we don't need to go into why that necessarily is, but I know that you wanted to cover earnings just kind of kind of generally and the risks that surround it. Yeah, Joe, I think one of the things that a lot of investors kind of, I, I don't want to say it's an unsophisticated or newer or, or as you're, maybe you're, as you're developing your skill set when it comes to investing, one of the, the temptations that faces you is this concept of say, Hey, this has been a this has been a stock that I've really liked. I like it. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody on FinTwit loves this stock. Um, maybe I should go out and buy shares the day before they report their earnings and hope that they're going to put up a blowout number, and then this stock is going to pop and and run up, and I'm going to get rich <laughs> in, in a span of 24 hours, right? Right. And and I want to caution investors to to avoid that temptation right just just say no just just say, just no. say no don't own it. don't own it joe just because of the earnings of that one quarter and hoping for a 24-hour pop if you love the company right and you believe in it long time long term sure sure go out and buy it but don't expect that you're necessarily going to be up and one of the things that you've seen is that when you get companies that are very highly talked about, very anticipated, very watched, very much in focus on, on FinTwit, um, you will, people will play that game. They will buy ahead. Well, what happens when you buy ahead and then you're disappointed? Well, these people move on to the next idea. So what they do is they sell. So it's a, it's a true buy the rumor, sell the news kind of event. Um, where it does typically tend to work a little bit better is when you have stocks where the expectations really aren't, nobody's following it, no one's paying attention to it, you know, no, everybody's betting a, a little bit against it doing well. In those scenarios, you don't have the, the, the supply from the day of news coming to the market that's gonna weigh down the stock. Instead, you have, wow, they were way better than I was expecting, right? Yeah. Uh, that's a true upside surprise. If everybody's anticipating an upside surprise and they deliver an upside surprise is it really a surprise <laughs> not really no no do you have that's any, why they sell off do you have any they... examples of uh of stocks like that that 
in that recently or kind of upcoming have low expectations like that? Um, I, well, I think I'll actually you're, you're going to see a number of these financial stocks um, and some of these basic materials stocks have very low expectations and not a lot of ownership and a lot, a lot of people talking about them and owning them. Um, you know, one of the things that you saw when I pulled up the semiconductor charts earlier, the applied materials, is that that basket, is, although it's technology, it's cyclical technology, really wasn't much on people's radars through the first half of this year. It's only been the last eight weeks or so that people have been waking up to the idea that semiconductors could be entering a cyclical strong um, period with all of these consumer electronics refreshes, uh, the advent of 5G, Internet of, uh, of Things in the Home, et cetera, et cetera, driving greater uh, greater demand for chips and the equipment used to make them. Um, so I think that in those, that's a good example right there of how you had, okay, on the software as a service side, everybody expecting these companies to blow it out and report great numbers, which again, it's, it's kind of like the whisper number argument, right? The official Wall Street estimate is only say $2 a share. But if everybody expects a great number, what's the real whisper, you know, Joe, you know what I think they could do? I think they could do 250, you know, right. number. Uh, and, and that's what you have to be worried about. So I, I think the expectations were just too high for a lot of these software and services. And that's why, you know, they, they, their trend, the trend has been for these high flying names to report great numbers and sell off. Yep. Where, and then the, then the opposite has held true with some of these like semiconductor names and some of these other, other baskets that are underloved, where they, no one was paying attention, no one cared. And then they posted great numbers in the stock rocket high. So, absolutely, yeah. And that's that's what we that's what we really try to try to drive home with this podcast and with the research from Limelight Alpha is that there's there's more than just the names that are that are talked about on Twitter, and there's more than just the the top um, the top owned or the top movers on Robinhood. There's a lot more to the investing world than that. And a lot of times, you know, these, these somewhat unheard of semiconductor stocks or these somewhat unheard of regional banks can be hard to find for somebody who doesn't know where to look. And so that's, yeah, that's yeah. what we try the, to put the, forth. And I think that, that Joe, you just nailed on something really important here, which is that, that concentration risk that a lot of people have run into. And we see it. I mean, if you're on Twitter and you're following some of these, some of these great people who are sharing what they're doing, they're all there's a ton of overlap within yep. these 10 stocks. It's like, you know, there's hand, two handfuls of stocks and there's tons of overlap amongst them. And very few, what's way more interesting is when I see a name that I've never seen mentioned before, right? Right. Um, and that, that's kind of what we're trying to do on a weekly basis is highlight those names that no one's really talking about yet that they could very well end up talking about quite soon. Yeah, yeah, trying to, trying to get kind of ahead of the curve there.